welcome to C3 Belconnen. We hope you enjoy our latest Sunday message. As we continue our series on match fitness, which is all about getting back in the game, getting our spiritual lives fired up and gathering together again, we want to hone in on a particular area and talk about the power of prayer and fasting at the moment. Absolutely. In fact, this week we're going to call the entire church to pray and fast together because we believe this is one of the keys to actually getting our spiritual fitness or our match fitness back to where it was. Absolutely. Actually, no actually above where yeah, it was, right? That's right. And this is something that's important to us uh, as a church. It's something that we do. Um, we've instituted at the start and the middle of every year. And actually, uh, of late, we've been doing it about four times a year. We're at a, a week-long period of prayer and fasting uh, together. And I know for a lot of people that this is a personal spiritual discipline as well. But I also know that as soon as we mention that, hey, we're going to talk about prayer and fasting, Immediately, there's a whole bunch of emotions and thoughts going on for people. Totally. Right? If, there's if, if fear and confusion fear, for some. Absolutely. Sometimes I think there's a lot of guilt around yep. it as yep. well because it's something we know we should do but yeah. kind of never do. Like that gym membership card that's <laughs> in your wallet. But, right. You know. Yep, never turn up. That's right. Yep. Uh, and so for some of you, this is a passion. For some of you, this is an area of frustration or fear or guilt or, or, or shame. And, and maybe you're just not familiar with the idea at all. And we've both gone on our personal spiritual journeys around this. And it's so important for us as a church. And so we wanted to share a few thoughts around this with you. And, and let me just start. The first thought is that Jesus fasted. Okay, this is not a modern thing. This is an ancient thing. In fact, right throughout the Bible, God's people actually were called to fast and to pray as a powerful way of seeking God, putting Him first, overcoming self and moving forward, getting breakthrough in certain situations, plus also growing spiritually. It's always been a part of the journey. Yeah. And in fact, the the New Testament in particular does not talk about it as a if you fast or, you know, maybe when you fast, it actually says when my people fast and when when is the um, optimal the word active there. word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and in both uh, in Matthew's Gospel and uh, at the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and we'll pick up in Luke's Gospel as well around the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, as Jesus is teaching the disciples about prayer, it actually says teach them about prayer and fasting. And, uh, and Jesus said to them, and when you fast... Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. This is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Who try to look pale and disheveled so people admire them for their fasting. I assure you this is the only reward they'll get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will suspect you're fasting except your father who knows what you do in your secret. In, in secret. And your father who knows all secrets will reward you. The 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 powerful thing is the idea of fasting is connected with a response from God. In yeah. fact, we're instructed to expect God to move when we pray and fast, right? That's yeah. the Old Testament example as well. Yeah, that's correct. And really, when, when, you, when you're talking about fasting, it's such an intimate thing. I think mm. even in that scripture there, it, it says, you know, you know, not to make a big deal of it, not to kind of tell everybody I'm fasting, but it's actually something between you and God. And I think that's actually quite a powerful uh, thing, that when we stop and make this decision, this sacrifice yep. for God, He meets us there in a beautiful, intimate way. Absolutely. That's so true. And and, you know, it's, it's a common practice and it's one that should have significance for us personally. 
Uh, we should find ways to build that into the rhythms of our personal spiritual life. But also, it's a powerful thing for us corporately. The whole nation of Israel would come before God in prayer and fasting. And so it's awesome when we get to do that uh, as we're going to in this coming week. Uh, and so Jesus said, not if you fast, but when you fast. And then went on to make those statements. And this whole series is couched around this idea of match fitness, of spiritual fitness. And we, we picked up, and I'll go there again, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, as Paul writes to a young leader, uh, schooling him in all sorts of things. And one of the things he says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, says, don't waste your time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. I think so often we, we separate those two things and we have the spiritual things and then the natural things. But as we'll see in another scripture as well, the, the two are so much more connected than we often um, realize. And so let's get in some spiritual training. Let's get our spiritual fitness levels up. Let's do some training uh, for godliness. And, and what's really interesting about that, babe, as you said that, it kind of just came to me, is is it, it speaks about their, you know, spiritual training and physical training. And what's really interesting is all the benefits from fasting physically yeah. as well, well as spiritually. And I love yeah. how God always brings stuff together. Yeah. And all you have to do is Google fasting, at, you know, online at the yeah, moment. It's the latest trend. It's the latest trend. Yeah. And I kind of giggle because really it's just straight from the Word of God, yeah. this practice of fasting. Not Absolutely. only is it good for us spiritually, but actually it's good for us physically as well. And yeah. how often does God seem to do that where he takes what is physical and what is spiritual and he puts them together yeah. and makes them amazing, really? That's right. Makes we, it a good thing. Yeah, we try and set, we like the spiritual. Well, yeah. that's my hour and a half on a Sunday yeah. morning, you know, or used to be. Now it's yeah. like you're 40, <laughs> 40 minutes in your pajamas. But hey, <laughs> we're right. coming back. All right, let's, there, right? let's get this yeah, match yeah, fitness yeah. up again. And we separate the secular and the sacred, yeah. whereas God made it all and said, it is good. It's good. So we've got to have that mindset and understand what's yeah. going on. And so a few years ago, we had a personal fitness revelation. And we started out on a, on a journey uh, that has put us in good stead to this day. And we discovered that there's multiple facets to a healthy, fit, um, able-bodied kind of life. And, and really the key facets are it's our diet. It's what we take in. It's our exercise and activity. It's what output we have. And it's our recovery and our rest. And often we've got one or two of those things going on okay, but we maybe miss another one. And I think the same can be often true in our spiritual lives. And if I were to ask you right now, and if we were to ask each other even, what's our spiritual fitness like? What would we be able to say about what's the maybe the rest side of our spiritual life like at the moment? Are we pausing in God's presence? Are we allowing him to minister to us? What is our intake level like? What's our diet like? And what's our output level like? That's probably one of the lowest at the moment. What's the level of service, of giving, of living out of our faith? Where is that at? And not just giving sort of on a, you know, token level, but actual sacrificial giving of Yeah, ourselves. what's the stretch? What's being required totally. of us? Because that's totally. when your body responds exactly. well. Exactly. In a physical fitness sort of way. That's right. And, and, and actually when, when we pray and we fast, we're humbling ourselves before God, which is actually saying I'm putting self aside yep. and I'm elevating you, God. So even, you know, Chronicles, uh, 2 Chronicles, I'll read it out, yeah. uh, says this. It, 
it's uh, uh, sorry, chapter 7, verse 14. It says, if my people which are called by my name yeah. shall humble themselves and yep. pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin mm. and will hear their land. The mm. first thing there, it talks about humbling yourself. Yeah. And I think that is so important when we're talking about uh, match fitness or spiritual fitness is actually understanding that we must decrease for him to increase. Yeah. We must humble ourselves right. to pray. So prayer isn't always easy. It's not mm. always just going to come <laughs> really natural, right? Yep. It's actually often a sacrifice. Actually, sometimes yeah. it's so hard, it feels hard. <laughs> right? it, it, it can feel painful. It can feel it painful. Can, everything in us can rail against That's it. Like it. I can, it if can I feel can. Useless even, let's yeah, be honest. yeah. Sometimes you just think it can, it's oh, an emotional journey as well as totally. a physical one, as well as a spiritual one. Yep. I am never hungrier than at like before breakfast on the first day <laughs> of a prayer and fast. I feel it's like I true. haven't eaten for a week, and yep. it's I haven't eaten for the normal length of yeah, time. Yeah, I've just yeah. woken up, yeah, and I'm yeah, already yeah. battling. I'm hungry, right? And and in, in that moment, actually, pre-deciding what you're going to do in those moments is really important when you're yeah. fasting. And I, I often would, um, in my own fasting world, go, okay, when I'm hungry, like you get quite hangry, yeah, when you get sorry. hangry, or when you feel like, actually, I'm, I just need to eat something, what is it you're going to do right. to actually encounter God in that space? Yeah. Because it's in the moments where it's most painful, yeah. in that sense, where God actually meets us. And so, so I will true. often go and pray when yeah. I'm hungry. Because I know it's that prompt will fill me a filler in a different yeah. way. So let's define it. Let's let's right. just define fasting, fasting for people for a moment. How would you define fasting? I think I think fasting is a putting yourself second, putting mm-hmm. your own needs, your desires yep. second, and to remove something. Um, out of your life that is a gift from God. And so that could Hmm. be food. It could be, um, there are other things in the Bible like sex actually is one. Um, And things like that. But it Mm. has to be something that is from God. So can I I say social media is... Yeah. Josh, Josh is in the room. He's looking a bit pale right now. But (laughs) I'm going to say social media probably not... It's good Limit to be the distractions. It's a part distractions. of the process. I love that. So if you're going into a time of prayer and fasting, what you want to do is you want to be dulling down and limiting the distractions in your world so that you can focus on God. Yeah. Uh, and, and you want to be you suppressing second. self, yeah, right? right. You, you want to be fighting against mm. that thing in you that rises up and dominates yeah. and dictates life. Yeah. That's what we're actually going up against. It's a it's a subduing of self it's as much as anything else. Yeah. And so while while getting off TV or social media and those kind of self things, important. Uh, it's important to, to let that dull things down. I want to really encourage and challenge you. Mm. Don't just call your fast that. Don't yeah. just say, hey, I'm just going to stay off Facebook for a week because you can survive without Facebook for a lot longer than a week. <laughs> In fact, mankind's totally. done it for thousands of years. Totally. Let, let's dig deep. Totally. And I think that's the thing with fasting that was the biggest revelation to me is it's not meant to be a lovely, nice week. It's actually meant to be something that we... We sell out for that. We we go all out right. for, and yep. we say, "No, I'm going to do this, even though I know it's going to be hard and it's going to hurt." And so, for me, I actually, you know, I think one of the dangers is that we say you drop uh, sugar, 
right? And that's yeah. actually quite hard, I think, if you're going, you know, a very yeah. bland diet. But then you just spend the whole time when you're hungry on Facebook. It's probably not going to do what you would love it to yeah, do in your we're life. we're just going for another form that's of distraction. Right. And so it's understanding that it is removing self from the equation mm. and allowing God to come and to meet you there. It says, Absolutely. So that Chronicles scripture is quite interesting. It says, humble yourselves, yep. seek his face. Mm-hmm. And what happens from that is actually a conviction and wow. turn from your wicked ways. Hmm. And so fasting actually exposes things yeah. in yourself yeah. that perhaps you do real well at at covering or ignoring or pushing down uh, hurts in your life. Maybe yeah. there's unforgiveness. Maybe there's things that in your world that God says, hey, actually, I want you to work on that. Yeah. So as we humble ourselves, we, we give seek God, God space, right? and, and we give him space to work on Allow him on to us. put his finger on That's things. Right. In fact, a key is going into a week like this. Praying that prayer at the beginning, God, show me what you want to work on. Yeah, exactly. We would encourage you to make any opportunity to pray and fast together. Uh, Make any opportunity of praying and fasting uh, about, like, focus it. Yeah, it's not just about the outcome, but don't go into it in a wandering, meandering sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Like, go in with a level of expectation. Yeah. But it's actually as much about the totally. journey, right? And, Which and is something you, yeah, you're big on. Absolutely. I'm massive on I, And this is a big revelation to me. God, we're so wrapped up in the answers to prayer. We're so wrapped yeah. up in, all right, God, I'm going to pray for A, B, C. Now, that's really important. If you read Ezra, you'll see, I think it's chapter 3, um, that Ezra prays for his little ones, for the next generation. He prays for purpose and he prays for protection. So he had three things as mm. he fasted that he prayed for. So that's really important. Yeah. But where God is found is not always in it, not just. Not just at the end of the fast. Not just in the answers. He's actually found in the process. Yes. And God is more, far more interested, I think, in the process of prayer than he is in the answers to prayer. Because yeah. we like to make prayer an equation. If I do one, two, three, yep. I'm going to get healed. If I Absolutely. do, you know, if I pray four times a day, then my friends are going to get hmm. saved. You know, or whatever our yep. equation might be, prayer is not an equation. But what if it was Doesn't... actually allowing God to break exactly. your heart for the exactly. loss so that prayer didn't become this thing you totally. did for them because you had it written on a on yes. a schedule, but, but it was your heartbeat, you, exactly. your cry for the lost was exactly. out of a different sort of place. Yeah. And, and, and what if your healing were to come in a way that you didn't expect or perhaps there's things to be learned from that as well that mm. God is revealing yeah. on your journey towards healing or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. You see, as we fast, <laughs> God reveals our brokenness But then he actually talks to us. He actually reveals himself. So 2 Chronicles says that we'll turn from our wicked ways and then I will hear from heaven. Hmm. Oh, my goodness, right? So as we pray, as we humble ourselves, as we see what is broken in our lives and bring it to God and bring it to the Mm. altar and seek his face Mm. for different things, then we will hear from heaven. Yeah. Isn't that yeah, God will speak to That's us. Stunning. Like go in with an expectation. Stunning. And so yeah. what's going what's going to happen is you'll face these personal battles and challenges mm-hmm. that you need to overcome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is which is the purpose. Yeah. You'll go on a journey of deepening intimacy with God. You'll yeah. you'll actually like I find this breaks materialism off my world. Yeah, it breaks strongholds and dependencies. Like there are all these benefits to yeah. this process. So I go in praying uh, for particular things, but yeah. I find that there are all these 
benefits. And yeah. it is a part of our spiritual fitness, you know. I've seen a whole bunch of these COVID memes uh, uh, lately that are saying that, hey, even when lockdown's over, no one will be able to go outside, right? Because because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be too big to fit outside the doors uh, any longer. And I think we've got the same issue, to be honest, as, as believers in a time like this. This lethargy or a lack of desire to get back in the game can actually creep up on us because of this sort of imbalance in our worlds. And, you know, too much input, not enough output. Or, or the other way around or any combination of these actually can get us in the wrong sort of place. And, and I've just seen people say from a physical fitness point of view, um, not worry about the inputs, only the outputs. Right. And so they've trained hard yep. but, but never sought their different. diet. Yeah. And so always get frustrated and give up because of the results. Maybe that's where you're at. Maybe that's, that's what this is going to shift in your world. Uh, our, our coach said, and I've never forgotten this, he said, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Thanks, Ben. So you can be as busy as you want for God, but if you're not being filled up in the right way, if your heart is not after him, then there's a huge piece of the, the picture missing. And, and ultimately, one of the things fasting is about is getting you healthy on the inside. Um, and, and this is the way it's said in 3 John. He, John uh, writes to his dear friend and he says, I hope all is well with you. And that you are as healthy in body as you are as strong in spirit. Another translation says, I pray that you would prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. So that the extent of health and prosperity and growth in your physical world, in your external world and the impact you have on others actually relates to and flows from your personal health on the inside. And so sometimes for me that's been, I need to break something off my world that's taken hold. And shouldn't be there. It's gotten in there and I've become dependent on it mm. or maybe fixated on it. And it just shouldn't be that big in my world. Absolutely. And what tends to happen as you as you sacrifice, and even as we're talking, there's an excitement rising in me. Yeah. Is that it's actually it's not it's not easy, but what happens is as you feel weak because you're not eating, God is strong. Yeah. And this is the promise. It's actually That's right. a promise from God. As we grow hungry, he actually mm. feeds us. And so it's not something we go into lightly. And I think that's, you know, I, I, I love how Nick leads us around anything we sacrifice, whether it's giving of our money, our time, our resources. You know, I know that that we want to lead you in a way that says, hey, this isn't this is gonna be a little bit hard, but it's good for you. And yeah. God will reveal himself yeah. to you um, in a way that he he actually hmm. probably can't get through the layers of stuff that yeah. just get on us, right. like you say, the things that you want to break off yeah. um, without fasting. And the Bible actually says that. There are things that will not shift in your world unless you pray and fast. Absolutely. That is a biblical truth, Yeah. Right? In fact, we, we, we used um, <clears throat> a passage like that just recently as Jesus came across the disciples totally struggling and, and there was this confusion around a moment where healing didn't come, where they prayed and nothing yep. happened. And Jesus actually, um, he, he sort of had to chastise them and said, hey, this kind only comes out with prayer yep. and fasting. Totally. And it's a, it's a fa- and he just sort Isaiah of moves on. And it's well. worth meditating on that thought because yeah. here's, here's a powerful thought. Do you know Jesus had the same access to the Father that we do? <laughs> All right, Jesus walked on this earth in a body like ours. He was fully man and fully God. So he had the same access to the Father as we do. He prayed, he knew the word, and he fasted. 
So he took himself aside for times of solitude and prayer. He, he fasted and prayed. And you know what that means is Jesus built spiritual weight. And that's what he was saying to the disciples in that moment. There are things that don't happen just because you fired off a, 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 you know, an I need a car park sort of prayer or a night before the exam sort of prayer. And I'm not saying let's never do those things. But what Jesus was saying to the disciples were there are some things that need spiritual weight about them to see them shifted. What are you prepared to get uncomfortable about? Wow to see breakthrough in your world. Because even with physical training, your body only builds muscle when they break and reform, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, if you do the same thing at the same intensity all exactly. the time, your body will get used to totally. it and the results won't continue Absolutely. to grow. There needs to be a breaking and, yeah. and that is what fasting will do. It will break That's right. down the barriers. It'll break down your, you know, it'll reveal your brokenness. Yeah. It'll break, break down all the stuff. Like you said, there are some things that you just need to get off your world. And fasting actually says that God is bigger than my need for food. Absolutely. God is bigger than my need for yeah. uh, drink. Yeah. It is It is saying that he is bigger than our circumstances. In fact, not just that, he is bigger than us. Absolutely. And as we kind of draw this to, to a close, I want to pose that question again as we, with that thought in mind that mm. this is elevating God. Where are you willing to risk natural discomfort? for spiritual breakthrough. You know, when Jesus was talking to people about prayer and fasting, he was shifting their perspectives. He was often talking to religious people. He was talking to people who were busy going through the motions. And, you know, in Luke 11, when he taught them how to pray after the Lord's prayer, it says, and he taught them more about prayer. And he gives this example about going to a friend's house at midnight. And it's worth reading in Luke uh, chapter 11 from verse five. I'll just paraphrase it quickly. And, and he's talking about going to a friend's house and, and knocking and banging on the door in the middle of the night until you, this, you get what you want from your friend. And Jesus uses this example around prayer and says, you know, ask and keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And so Jesus located fasting and prayer in the lives of every believer and he told us to get about it with a determination and a hunger, yeah. no pun intended, um, uh, to see things happen. You know, to see sin that needs correction and deliverance from the demonic. This is what happens as we pray and fast, to see, to see guidance from God. Maybe people fasted before undertaking important ministry work and to concentrate, consecrate themselves for God's purposes, to, to seek the full unfolding of God's will in our lives. Uh, people pray and fast to intercede for others, for healing and protection, for, for the leaders and those in authority. Let's, let's be those people in this coming week, church. Let's be the kind of people who pray dangerous prayers. Like, here's a scary question as we, you know, as we get ready to close up. When was the last time you prayed a prayer that would change things if it got answered? That if, if God actually answered that prayer, it might require something of you. Right. Stuff might shift in your world and it might put you in an uncomfortable place. Let's pray and fast this week for healing and protection for our leaders and those on the front lines, for marriages and families, for finances. Let's pray for a great spiritual harvest in our community. Church, let's not be lethargic and slow to get moving. Let's get our match fitness up. Let's be back in the game, ready for the great harvest that God is bringing in this season. 
thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au.